0: Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO of 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. 321 Biz Dev LLC is a business development and sales industry think tank. Our business is people, our product is sales performance. In addition, 321 features the most talented business professionals on our podcast episodes from North America and from around the world. 321BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. Our website is 321BizDev.com powered by SightMarket.com. Podcast episodes are powered by Jive Communications at Jive.com. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode well 321 biz development listeners the title of today's podcast is why I will never use lead generation companies to grow my business and some sales situations I've been in were ugly AF so let's talk about this this subject and this subject may touch some people in the wrong way not trying to do that I'm just trying to paint a picture of how sales is, how it truly is, how sales was before social media, and perhaps, and this is just a perhaps, why there's a reason why there are these things called leads out there. And I'll just sum it up for you right now. Because it's easy to dupe people into buying them. That's the the whole summary Of why it is easy for lead generation companies to uh, offer these things called leads but I don't want to get ahead of myself so let's uh, let me start from where I want to start to make see if this makes sense to people so let's talk about the background on what traditional sales words are okay the background of traditional selling they have words that are, are attached to the sales industry and those words describe pretty much every um, person in in a, in a particular phase of selling. I'm, I'm referring to people who are going to buy and those traditional sales words are contacts and a contact is a person that that's just out that person is out there in your community you don't know who they are they don't know you but Until you introduce yourself or use some type of way to um, introduce them to you or your business. And I'm primarily talking about in a way that's uh, more personal, not digital. I'm I'm talking about a a more personable uh, approach to making contact with people, not through Facebook. Even though, you know, Facebook may count in terms of saying hi, I'm talking about a more... Uh, engaging process where you get to see the person, the person gets to see you, or you talk to the person on the phone, and and you and that person uh, establish some type of hey, I know who Bill is, Bill know who's Helen is, and it, it sort of starts like that. Now the word prospect means that through conversation and three two one does have a a training for that of how to determine if a person is a prospect and how to take a contact to the next stage which is the prospect. A prospect is someone who says you know what Rick I'm interested in this product and I have the money to afford it. Now they don't always come out and say it exactly like that but in your uh, sales system there's a way to determine if that person will self-identify as a prospect. Then the next sales word is customer. And then some people use the word client. Uh, A customer, in my my opinion, is someone who makes one transaction and you may not see them again. And it may not be a high dollar transaction, maybe something for $29. And that customer could be a repeat customer. where that person comes and buys more different items from the, the salesperson or the store, so when I hear the word customer, I, I normally think of like a storefront or maybe uh, someone that that returns and gets their nails done or, or they or the return to uh, maybe a hair salon. Now the word client might be a little, might be a word that stepped up a little bit. Like a client, it could be a, a big transaction. It could be a transaction that takes six months to complete. It could be... Um, a real estate transaction and uh, you know you're but you're selling a house for 200,000 or you're selling a house for two million dollars and I believe the real estate transaction uses the word client in their materials that uh, that goes out to realtors and then the last sales word that describes a person in some part of a sales process is referral now referral is when someone is happy with your service and they tell someone else so that person that they tell they call you and they say bill you know i need an attorney or or bill you know i i need um you know i need cosmetic surgery surgery services or i need to buy some insurance or i need to get i need to check on some information about a dental treatment so that's a referral and just to tell you the truth A referral is probably the most honored way to get business because you just please someone else who was happy about your service. So when we go to social media, this word lead came out in like 2009, 2010, when social media was starting to hit the the scene. And primarily we're talking about The real estate industry, but other industries also use the word lead, but real estate uses it in a more grandiose uh, fashion. So social media started using this word lead. And this is my opinion. Uh, In my opinion, and I'm a person that has worked in, you know, corporate America and and at the high level sales um, uh, areas in Los Angeles. And the word lead to me, it, it, it causes salespeople to have weak opportunities or weak possibilities to sell. And social media tries to legitimize the word lead and they try to equate the word lead with the sales industry. And I'm here to tell people just, and again, my professional opinion, a guy who's in his fifties and someone who has sold a lot in corporate america a person who has talked to thousands of people as sales trainees or sales trainee prospects a person who has spoken with hundreds of business owners and i've heard and i have heard this story and i've heard this pain these business owners go through thinking that if they buy leads They're somehow in in, in a sales situation, in a sales environment. And I'm here to tell people that is not necessarily true. I'm not going to say it's it's 100% not true, but I'm saying it's a high 90s not true. Now, I can't put all the blame on social media companies and lead generation companies. I will say that salespeople are probably 70% responsible or 70% motivated uh, to buy these leads so the social media companies and the lead generation companies probably did not have to go too far to get salespeople uh, hooked or interested on the uh, these things called leads. So how was the word lead used before social media? Now if you think about the word lead it comes from the word leadership which has very little to do with uh, social media because uh, people lead not digital marketing, not artificial intelligence, not, you know, Facebook. And the reason why I mention uh, you know, digital marketing, artificial intelligence and, and companies like Facebook and Twitter is because like large companies maximize their 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 sales performance using digital marketing. I'm talking about the apples, the IBM's, the infinity cars, the um, <clears throat> movie industry. When they put out something on digital marketing or on websites or, or YouTube, they get the bang for their buck because they, they are large. And I think what the myth is, is that small business owners can get the same bang for their buck or ROI as the big companies. And that's not true. Lead is also used in the field of philosophy. Uh, there are words like uh, like theories, and hypothesis, and so when you think about lead, it means lead to a conclusion. So you start with a hypothesis, a theory, and a fact. And so lead comes from that, from that, um, from that arena. The word lead also comes from, like I said, leadership, like leading people to success. So a lead that you buy, is not going to lead someone to to success because the person that's buying the lead is not in front, okay? Here's another use of the word lead, the initiative. It's like an initiative to do something great. In other words, took the lead in fighting, you know, took the lead in the battle. Um, it's also used as a way to express an advantage. So using the word lead is like margin or a measure of an of advantage or superiority or position in advance and in terms of using this word as, as a short phrase enjoys a good lead over all competitors that's not true with uh, buying the lead to to sell to someone now here's the one that I'm familiar with in terms of the word lead now the word lead When I was in corporate America, it only meant one thing that stuck out in the back, in, in, in the front of my mind. And that meant the detectives had a few leads to go on, which means the detectives, when solving a crime, did not have all the information they needed. So they would sit around, they would investigate, they would call people, and one detective would say, you know, Helen, I got a lead on this case. So they would rush out of the police department. And go follow up on that lead and that's where the word lead comes from for me that's how I associate the word I the word lead to me means something is missing so therefore let's let's try to solve it let's try to find the missing elements so that uh, it won't be missing and so when um, a salesperson gets that thing called the lead something is missing and what's missing Is what level of interest does this person have Uh, can this person afford to buy when does a person want to buy does a person necessarily want to buy from you I mean so all these missing items are present when salespeople uh, buy uh, leads so as you can see the word lead has a superior commanding position in the English language. Yet, today salespeople use the word lead, like I said, like police detectives, where salespeople appear to be searching for something. So it's very ambiguous, uh, to say the least. Therefore, in my summary, a lead is a chance, a hope, an extreme possibility to do business. And it doesn't have to be that way. People can find their own contacts. They can develop their own contacts into prospects they can set the appointment they can meet with the, the potential with with the prospect at the appointment and to, to discover that person wants to be a client so in sales it's so easy to go on wild goose chases looking for business if you don't have a sales system so that's what i believe a lead tried to uh, prevent or try to minimize for salespeople that you don't have to go on a wild goose chase Well, the reason why people go on a wild goose chase is because they don't have a sales system just look at the money that is spent on buying leads in fact you know if i had you know a million dollars back in 2010 if i wanted to be filthy rich today i would have started a lead generation company because it's probably the easiest money to get you know in the world to sell someone a chance A hope an extreme possibility to do business so how easy has it been for lead generation companies to sell the chance a hope an extreme possibility to realtors it's been very easy so the chance to make revenue based on actual lead expenses are enticing so a salesperson may pay $2,000 per month to make $15,000 so now we're talking primarily real estate but is this fifteen thousand dollars every month is it every two months is it every three months now does it really matter how many months if you're paying two thousand dollars a month on top of your other expenses to do business that's a that's a significant amount of money to pay to make you know ten fifteen thousand dollars like I said does it really matter how many months and one month would be ideal. Okay, I paid two thousand dollars. I made fifteen thousand dollars. You know, so I I uh, I made uh, I had a profit of thirteen thousand dollars by spending two thousand dollars. If that was one month, I would say that would be pretty cool. But people would still miss the point that I'm getting at. I'm not even saying that making thirteen thousand dollars by spending two is is a bad thing. I'm saying the point is still being missed selling and this is the point selling has always been an entrepreneur activity not an activity where you pay to play but rick what about if my website generates a lead is that, is that is that is that really a lead or a contact but rick what if my website generates a lead is that really a lead or a contact or an inquiry well you have to think about that for a second You know, if you have if you have a website and someone comes to your website and they have interest in your product or service, that is far better than the lead because that person is only coming to you. So I don't include websites as uh, lead generation tools that person. That's the same as the person picking up the phone and calling you directly. They're calling you your name about your product. So that does not. So websites do not, um, are not good examples of what I'm talking about today, which is leads. So who has the most power if a salesperson makes a contact from his or her website? Well, it's it's you know it's 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 the salesperson and the contact because the contact is inquiring about a service, but the salesperson has far more power by getting a contact from their website so who has the most power if the salesperson gets an email from someone who was just next in line for the salesperson now we're talking about leads and how's how leads work you know leads have um, you know the lead companies they have some kind of algorithm person looking for something you're selling that something and Voila! That person comes, shows up in your inbox. Well, I think the the person, the the lead has the most power. So we'll talk about this as we be, as we are about to close. So a question comes to mind: If your five hundred, one thousand, or three thousand dollar lead generation monthly subscription got your person who wants to buy, maybe the lead generation company sent you a fake lead. You know, a fake digital entity with a fake name an easily obtained fake phone number that rings, an email that's easy to configure, and fake interest. Do you think it's plausible for a company to say, we have 10,000 salespeople who want leads, but we only have 1,200 actual people who have some interest, whether big or small, in buying something? Do you think it is likely that the lead generation company will supplement actual potential Buyers and contacts with fake digital entities. You should people should search online to see if there are any legal cases about companies providing fake leads. But for the purpose of this podcast episode, even but the, for the purpose of this podcast episode, even buying fake leads is not a top concern. Suppose the salesperson gets one true lead. And three fake digital entities or leads. It would not be strange for people to miss my point again, because some people listening to this podcast episode might think, "But but Rick, they got a true lead, even though the other three were fake leads. So what I'm getting at, as I said earlier, selling is an entrepreneurial activity to escape the need to be heavily dependent on external inputs to be successful. A lead is an external input you had nothing to do with it other than paying the money so buying leads is a major external input that removes the entrepreneurial component from being in business for yourself finding the customer or client is the true entrepreneurial component just look at how many motivational speakers sales gurus empowerment cliches there are and self help books that are out there. There would be no need for personal development, personal development from motivational speakers, sales gurus, empowerment cliches, and these self-help books if salespeople could be successful just buying leads. The old saying, if it's too good to be true, it's probably not true, and that applies here. But people may still not get what this podcast episode is about. I'm sure they're not getting it, but I'm gonna try to get to the point. This podcast episode is about a deeper issue that is rooted in the essence of successful selling. This podcast episode is about who is in control in the selling environment. I don't have time to explain the full psychology of the salesperson being in control in the the sales environment, but I will tell you that the salesperson being in control benefits both the salesperson and the potential client. In our 321 training, we talk about the power of the salesperson and how that salesperson should not take advantage of a prospect at an appointment because he or she may have this power that I'm talking about. The salesperson being in control does not mean the salesperson manipulates the prospect by tricking the prospect using psychology to get the sale. Being in control means the salesperson helps. The prospect get the product or service if the prospect communicates to the salesperson that the product or service is needed or desired I will tell you this in closing that every time I was involved in a sales transaction involving a lead you know a lead that I got from a company it did not turn out well meeting with contacts with a salesperson connected with the contact via a lead generation company puts the salesperson at a severe disadvantage in the selling environment. A salesperson will be a completely stronger professional by learning how to develop his or her own contacts and guide that contact through a sales process where both the salesperson and contact make, buy or not buy decisions based on mutual agreement. Working with leads makes it very difficult to use a sales system because the salesperson is not in control of the sales environment. The contact or the lead has most of the control. Now, is it sometimes possible to regain control of the sales process with leads? Sometimes it is, but it is very difficult because of the relationship between the lead and the salesperson. In summary, I'm saying it is difficult to solidify a sales system if the salesperson is in business using purchased leads. There's too much uncertainty, and sales maturity and confidence are hard to grow when salespeople are buying leads. If this information in this podcast segment speaks to your business concern or situation, please feel free to contact me at 833-321-3212. You have listened to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. 321 Biz Dev LLC is a business development and sales industry think tank. Our business is people, our product is sales performance. 321 is the only company with sales systems for white collar professionals who did not have access to affordable sales and business development training and college or through certification programs. Our website is 321bizdev.com powered by sitemarket.com. This podcast episode is powered by Jive Communications at jive.com. Again, we can be reached toll-free in the US and Canada at 833-321 3212. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Make it a great day.